Welcome to Authors of Impact. I'm your host, Jazz Rawlinson, best-selling author, book coach, and all-round lover of impactful stories. Join with me as we go behind the memoir with some of the world's most influential authors, revealing the secrets and strategies that have helped each writer go from big idea to bestseller. I'll also share with you the techniques and tips that I use as a book coach and author that can help you better navigate the writing and publishing process for yourself. If you're ready to become an author of impact, this is the place for you. Hey there, wonderful writer, and welcome back to another episode of Authors of Impact. Today is another solo session, so I'll be taking you through a bit of mini coaching session and just giving you some behind the scenes into my writing process. I thought it would be really fun to talk about what the process has been like of writing my newest book, The Stories We Carry, my debut memoir. Even though it's my fourth book, it is my very first time going really in depth about my story and about my work, my advocacy, and what I went through when I was younger to get to where I am now. So it's been a very, very different process to my other three books, which were part of an anthology series. You may have read them. It's called The Reasons to Live, One More Day Every Day series. But as I said, this process was entirely different. So I thought it would be fun to just kind of take you behind the scenes, talk about how long it took to write, what the editing process was like, how I tried mostly to avoid re-traumatizing myself while going through some very difficult or complex um, memories and emotions. And, you know, I'll just be honest with you about what that was, that process was like and what worked for me, what helped, and where I'm kind of at now with the book. So this is going to be pretty conversational, so we'll just dive straight in. So as I said, I am just about to release for pre-order my my fourth book, The Stories We Carry. And I started writing this last year. So 2021, I started dabbling with it towards the end of the year. But it was kind of just a little bit of a a fun hobby, something to do um, on my days off. So every Friday, I take a day off work and I would usually go for a walk on the beach and then sit in a cafe overlooking this beautiful peninsula and and just write. And I was really just writing for me. I wanted to get back into that creative flow that I hadn't had time for for so long, especially with um, a very large ghostwriting project that I'd been working on for a client. But I, I don't think it was until earlier this year in 2022 that I really started to take it seriously and dedicate a bit more time to it. Now, around my work as a book coach and ghostwriter, I didn't actually have a lot of time to write. And that's why I thought this would be interesting to talk about because I think, you know, time is one of the biggest kind of mental blocks that come up for writers. And I say mental blocks because a lot of the time it is just that. You know, each of us only have a limited amount of hours in the day. That's true. And some of us are busier than others. Some of us live with, you know, chronic health or mental health issues. And all of those different factors can play a big role in someone's ability to um, do as much as somebody else. So when it comes to time, you know, there are legitimate factors, but we all still have the same amount of hours in the day. And it's just about how many hours were, or how much time I should say, that we're able to dedicate to the book in a way that is aligned to ourselves and is 
in a way that is respectful to, you know, time with our families and also allows us to prioritize our mental well-being and our physical health and all those things as well. So I just wanted to touch on that first, that obviously we all come at it in a different way. However, for the most part, in my experience working with people, especially a lot of busy female entrepreneurs and mothers, they don't necessarily have time to sit down and write for hours a day, but they don't actually need to. When we work together, we come up with a plan that works around their lifestyle and helps them to um, really maintain momentum with the book and get it done in a, a shorter period of time than a lot of authors spend on their books, but without burning out as well. So, it, you know, it can be done, but I think a lot of people, the reason I'm bringing all of this up is that a lot of people, I think, look at professional writers or authors like myself and they go, oh, well, it's easy for you, Jazz. You know, you have a university degree in writing. You're obviously a good writer, comes naturally. So you must be able to just write a lot more efficiently than everyone else. And in some ways that may be true, but at the same time, I still run a business, you know, around my writing. I have family, um, I have a young child, I have to prioritize my physical health, my mental health. So I only have so much time in the day as well. So as I was saying earlier, I really only had one day a week where I could write and that was Fridays. On a good day, I would get 60 minutes of writing done. On a really good day, I might get two to three hours done. However, I found that once I got to the two-hour mark, I kind of started to lose steam. Emotionally, I would just be past it. I couldn't really get my – I could. it wasn't that I, I was too tired to write. It was because of the emotional content um, behind writing a memoir. And if you've ever written a memoir or um, – attempted to write a memoir, you'll probably understand this. So yeah, short answer to the long story is I, for most of the time I had one day a week and I would write for somewhere between um, 60 minutes on a good day to maybe three hours on a really good day. Once I had finished a really large project that I was working on for a client for the past year, I started to pick things up. So I think from about April of this year until maybe July or August to three or four months, I was writing about three times a week for average of maybe 90 minutes to three hours at a time. So I really did pick up speed there because I just wanted to smash this book out while I had the time to actually dedicate to it. So all in all, the process was maybe somewhere between six to eight months but solidly about four months of intense writing. And that is very, very quick for a memoir. Let me just say that. You do not need to write your book that quickly. There are actually some cons and some drawbacks to doing that. And I'll talk, I want to talk quite transparently about that today as well. So even with all my work as a mental health and resilience speaker and being quite aware of, of the things I need to do to self-care, I did still emo emotionally burn out writing the stories we carry. And I think that's because I, I did do it so fast. And for me, I just sort of only had that pocket of time. So I really wanted to make the most of it. Um, there were things that I did to lessen the emotional burnout and to avoid re-traumatizing myself. Those are some things I've talked about a lot in my community, like doing a lot of EFT tapping 
that's something that I really wholeheartedly encourage you to look into if you're looking for some things that might help you with um, self-care, particularly during the writing process. Recommend it to all my clients. My clients always know that I will recommend EFT tapping. And I just say, you know, what have you got to lose? Just give it a go. If it doesn't work for you, that's fine. But it may just be one of the best tools in your tool belt when it comes to writing and self-care. I have a whole playlist as well that I recommend for my clients. So I'll link that in the show notes if you want to have a look at some of the YouTube um, EFT tapping videos that I do, things around writer's block, things about um, your physical health, like uh, physical symptoms showing up from emotional issues that you might be going through. I'll link that in case it's of help. But that was one of the main things I did. Obviously, there is a lot to unpack in a memoir. And with my story, which is, you know, my journey beyond family violence, sexual assault, I'm not going to go into anything graphic today. So just giving you a heads up. But um, yeah, my journey of going through all of those things, losing a parent to suicide when I was only 18 and finding myself in this dark hole where I really had to make a choice. Like, am I going to stay in this place or am I going to choose to rewrite my life story? And that's that's what I did. And the book takes the reader through what that journey was like and, and also how I got to where I am today as a anti-human trafficking ambassador and a best-selling author and a resilient speaker and a book coach. So that's like a little snapshot into the book if you're also curious about what's in the stories we carry. I will be going into it in more depth in um, future episodes. But you can imagine with some of those Uh, social issues and some of those memories that I had to dive into that, you know, it was really important to work out how to write about this without re-traumatizing myself. As I said, EFT was a big one. Giving myself time out in between those heavy writing sessions, so going for a nice beach walk afterwards just to decompress, things like that were helpful. Um, But as I said, I did still go through emotional burnout at the end. I had probably a good four to six weeks where I just felt so flat. And honestly, I didn't, I couldn't even articulate anymore what it was that I wanted to do in the world. Like that's how emotionally burned out I was. I was on a business call with a mentor of mine and we're talking about, you know, what, what is it that you really want to achieve, particularly in the next year, Jazz? Like what is your driving purpose and your mission? And I was like, I just don't know. I just start crying because I had no emotional energy left. I I couldn't even think about things like that. So it was a really tough time. I felt very fragile for a while. Um, What did I do during that time? I think, you know, once again, I was doing a lot of EFT and just accepting the process, just going, this is, um, this is kind of sucky, but this is what happens when you've spent four months intensely diving into memories that you may have forgotten about or not thought about for 20 or so years. So that stuff was all really tough. So that's a bit about the writing process. Happy to say it did come out the other side. It just took a little while. But of course, if you have written before or you know people who've written books, the writing is is just the first part. So afterwards, obviously, comes the editing. So I wanted to talk a little bit about what that process was like. 
So I handed over to my editor in about July sometime, and I had a very strict deadline to her. So thank you, Karen, for working around my intense deadlines uh, for when I wanted the book to be out. And this is something to think about too. When you think about this entire process, the first thing you need to think about, aside from the writing, is when do I actually want the book to come out? You don't have to know, like you don't have to know for certain when you want it to come out. But if you have a vague idea, it will help you to reverse engineer or reverse plan the steps that need to happen between the writing and when it's going to launch. So I knew that my book needed to be out in November and hopefully have some printed copies by then. So when I did some backtracking, I was like, this manuscript needs to be handed over to an editor by July if they can work with my intense deadlines of about four weeks, five weeks, I can have it back in August. I can then reread the whole thing, do some more edits, hand it back to the editor so they can do a final proof and then have it um, to my publisher in the beginning of September. Now that was my plan and it didn't necessarily go that way. Sometimes things come up and it takes a little longer than you planned. So for me, it, this is what it actually looked like. I got my first round of edits back from the editor in about mid-August and we just left for a, um, a one-month trip away in the top of Australia where there's not much reception. So that meant that while we were away, I was doing some editing, um, but you know, I didn't have large chunks of time to work. I had maybe an hour in the car sometimes, but with a five-year-old in the backseat, constantly yelling at me, I'm hungry, mom, I'm hungry, I'm hungry. You know, it just wasn't happening. I couldn't concentrate. We did have one beautiful location we stayed in, which was just a dream for writers. And I was sitting by a pool overlooking the most gorgeous beach at the top of Australia. However, I had a pool full of kids beside me. So once again, even with that beautiful setting, I couldn't get in the flow. And I say this because sometimes people think, oh my gosh, I need to have the most perfect environment to write my book in. And that's just simply not true. What I actually ended up doing was taking a full day out when we got towards the end of our trip. We stayed in an Airbnb for two nights, which was amazing after camping for three weeks. And I just took an entire day to read through the manuscript and action um, the, the edits from my editor and rewrite certain sections where I really needed to put in some more detail. So I worked from 10 a, uh, about 9.30 a.m., 10 a.m. until half past midnight. I had a couple of hours out to have um, a walk on the beach and dinner, but that was it. And I had also done another two days before that, just before our trip where I went through the first half of the manuscript. Um, because the entire book is close to 100,000 words. So yeah, it, it it's intense, the editing phase. Um, I would recommend that you give yourself more time than I did. It's just that I didn't have the time around the, the strict deadlines that I have. There's some big reasons why my book has to be out by November, and that includes a TV show that I filmed last year, which is finally coming out, called Adventure All-Stars. Um, that was where, you know, if you follow me, you would have seen last year that I swam with sharks and I ziplined and I did all these crazy adventurous things on a reality TV show for a week. And that was part of my advocacy for raising awareness and money to end child sexual exploitation. So I was one of 12 people who got to 
go to this secret location for a week and um, film this TV show kind of as a reward for the advocacy and fundraising that I've done for Project Karma, which is an amazing organization that um, rescues and rehabilitates children that have experienced sexual slavery. So that is finally coming out in November. And that's why I was like, I have to have the book out by this time. I'm just going to have to burn through this and kind of suck up the pain. But generally, that's not who I am. I'm not a person who works nights, um, unless it's like preparing for a book launch or something like that. The rest of the time, I don't work crazy hours. But yeah, that that editing stage was intense. I would recommend that if you don't have an intense deadline, give yourself, you know, at least six weeks off if you can between finishing the manuscript and then doing your first round of edits, because that will allow your brain time to rest and to come back to the manuscript with fresh eyes and really be able to see what what is missing, where more context is needed and just create a, a stronger and more beautiful manuscript. So that's kind of how it worked for me. Um, It is, at the time of this recording, it is um, September. So my manuscript came back again from my editor only maybe a week or so ago, I think. And then, yeah, I made some some more small changes and handed over to the publisher. And the whole conversation around how long it takes to publish, well, it depends who you're publishing with. That's probably a conversation for another podcast. So that's just a glimpse into what my writing and editing and publishing process looks like. As I said, I might do the publishing side of things in a separate uh, mini coaching session. If you're interested in that, feel free to send me a message on Instagram. You can find me at jazz underscore Rawlinson. Let me know if that's something you'd like to hear about. Or if you have another topic in mind that you'd really love me to cover, again, yeah, just get in touch. Um, Find me on social media under jazz Rawlinson or send me an email at info at jazzrollinson.com. Please don't send me any spam, by the way. I need to put that out there. But I love hearing from you if there's something you really resonated with in one of these podcast episodes or there's a topic you'd really love me to cover. I would love to hear from you. So I hope you enjoyed today's episode. I hope it was insightful. I absolutely cannot wait to share the stories we carry with you. It's going to be available for pre-order on October 10th. So very, very soon, I will be sure to share the links for that. In the meantime, you can sign up for my mailing list at jazzrollinson.com slash author checklist. You can grab that free 14-step author checklist I have to take you from big idea through to published author. And you can also stay up to date on my new book as well. And of course, if you yourself are looking to become an author of impact and you're a female change maker who's really passionate about using your story and your expertise to create global change and movements that make the world a better place, reach out to me at jazzrollinson.com slash book coaching. And that's where you can find out more about my one-on-one program, the Changemaker Author Intensive. All right, lovely writers, I hope you are having a fantastic week. That's all for today and I will talk to you in the next episode. Hey there, Changemaker. Thank you so much for joining me. I hope you enjoyed this episode and that you're feeling ready to take the next step in your author journey. As always, I'd love for you to hit the subscribe notification so that you can be the first to know when new episodes drop. And of course, if you're feeling ready to take the next step with your own writing and publishing journey and you're looking for one-on-one support, I would love for you to reach out to me at jazzrollinson.com slash book coaching. 
Until next time, keep writing, keep creating impact. And remember, there is always someone out there waiting for a story just like yours.